The He Podcast is powered by Higgy Nutrition. Healthy gut, happy you. Who is he? He is me. Hi, I'm Rafi Redswan. This is he. Here is my chance to share some amazing stories with some amazing people that are inspiring to me. He celebrates everyday people of everyday life. He revolves around conversations that inspire others to change the world and make a difference in life with a little bit of laughter and a whole lot of drama. Join me for personal stories and experiences on health and healing, successes and failures, recovery and discovery, anything relatable and anything in between. He elevates us to rise again and live our very best life. Just so you know, you are not alone. He is with you. We all know that vegetables and greens are good for you and are essential for good health and proper nutrition. However, given our current lifestyles and hectic pace of life, it sometimes is difficult to get all your nutrition on a daily basis. That's where my daily greens comes in. My daily greens is a premixed prebiotic drink that contains chlorophyll, spirulina, pomegranate, ashwagandha, and pagaga, all in a convenient sachet. If you want to be the boss of your health, just mix one sachet of my daily greens with water for better gut health, better energy, and immunity support. I have been taking my daily greens for some time now and have noticed some improvements in my gut health and my overall well-being. Plus, it tastes good. As a special offer to listeners of the He Podcast, you can get 10% of your order by using the code HE10 at checkout. Just head on to HiggyNutrition.com, that's H-G-H-Y-Nutrition.com, or visit the link in the description below. That's a lot, They love to talk. <laughs> So, I had to change the strategy. I really had to. Mu'is Nasruddin unfolds the untold to embrace his vulnerability and become the man he aspires to be. In this episode, he engages in an exclusive conversation on how he echoes his reflection to liberate himself from self-doubt and live wondrously in the pursuit of happiness. The story dives into his early childhood by re-evaluating his life choices, the beginning of his political career, his views on the current issues impacting Malaysia's political landscape, and how he takes the lead for the nation's future. His traces of footsteps propel a vision quest to find insight, tranquility, and acceptance in the journey of intimacy as he reignites the joy in life on a personal and professional level to open a door for greater possibilities. This is his story. Hi Mu'is. Hello, hi Rafi. How are you? I'm good, Alhamdulillah. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you so much. And I'm so happy that you joined me today in this conversation about intimacy. I'm honoured to be a part of this He Podcast journey with you, Rafi. Yes, thank you. It's a humbling journey for me and thank you for saying yes. Now, um, this conversation is about you. And I'm so happy that you are here today to join me to talk about intimacy. What is your definition of intimacy in your journey? What does it mean to your life? And what has led you to be on this journey? Truthfully, I've Mm -hmm. never been the type to openly talk about myself or my journey. You know, I'm usually quite private when it comes to my personal life, feelings and experiences. But today... I'm stepping out of my comfort zone to share a bit about me on this He Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Abdul Muiz bin Muhammad Nasruddin, but you can call me Muiz. I'm 32 years old, a divorcee, and I live with two of my main coon cats, Luna and Zeus. I love playing football, golf, and online games. So this is a bit of introduction about myself, and I'll start uh, to share with Uh, our listeners on my journey in life. So professionally, I've been in the IT industry for 10 years, working for right. various multinational Fortune 500 companies and public mm-hmm. listed companies. Right. Currently, I'm at Huawei Technologies Malaysia as yeah. a business development manager. 
<laughs> my role involves sales, building long-term strategic relationships with stakeholders, mm-hmm. creating new businesses, mm-hmm. opportunities for Huawei, and making sure our solution fit the customer needs. Mm. I'm also a political enthusiast who has been actively involved in politics since the age of 19. But I'll delve into that later. Yeah. In terms of my personal life, growing up, I had a blessed childhood thanks to my parents who took great care of my sister and me. However, outside the family house, school and social life really taught me how to navigate the world. School unfortunately was challenging from kindergarten to high school for me. I faced mm-hmm. bullying and was mm-hmm. labeled a cry baby actually. I was mm-hmm. very emotional and unaccustomed to harsh words and bullying. So trying to fit with the cool kids was a norm mm-hmm. in school, which mm-hmm. we seek acceptance from society. So this continued on until I was in Form 3. So at mm-hmm. that point in time, I decided it was time to toughen up. Mm-hmm. So I really transformed into a different person uh, from Form 4 onwards, which really surprised my friends who were shocked by the change, where I, will, I wasn't a crybaby and I wasn't easy to bully. Moving forward, Uh, my academic performance suffered in my SPM due to being too playful and naughty in high school. So mm-hmm. I was uh, very disappointed as I didn't make my parents proud. So yeah. life moved on. So before uh, I entered university, mm-hmm. I participated in PELKN. I was selected for national service in 2009, mm-hmm. which was stationed at Camp Sri Perkasa Mantin Negeri Sembilan for three months. Right. So when I learned about PLKN, I asked my senior friends about their experiences. Most had positive and fun stories. Some even became team leaders because in PLKN, there's like four, four I, I would say in terms of like a department where you manage a team. There's Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, right? So mm-hmm. that's when I thought, I can lead too. So despite being teased for my mischievous school antics, I took up the challenge. Mm-hmm. So arriving at a camp, a city boy among stu- students from diverse background wasn't easy. And my I remember my, my hair, I dyed colored in red because I just got back from prom, right? Because there's prom night from school. So of course, everyone gave me the eye. So mm-hmm. however, I nominated myself as the head of Delta and everyone mm-hmm. agreed. Mm-hmm. So I successfully united every race within my team. And collectively, we won second place for the best team among the four competing in sports and military activities. I right. even remembered when we had these obstacles challenges, Kembara Halangan, where there's a team of 20. You have to get through from the starting line to the finish line by mm-hmm. uh, facing through the obstacles in terms of barbed wire and all that. So the idea to win that, 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 that race is to make sure you have the perfect point and the fastest time. So my team did not have the perfect uh, the fastest time because we were the the longest one to complete it but we had the perfect points and that's where we won first place for that 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 uh, session after PLKN, it was time to find the best university course so yes. with, with my spm results limiting my choices i yes. eventually enrolled in kdu for the business and computing course mm-hmm. which i was inspired by my father's career in it Right. So while pursuing my diploma, I decided mm-hmm. I wanted to generate extra income. So that's where yes. I started selling nasi lemak bungkus by the roadside in front of Hatama mm. Square. I think most of our generation would would still remember Hatama Square when yes. it was around. Yep. So I yes, sold yes. nasi lemak in front of Hatama Square for about yeah. a year. And during the World Cup, I once sold a record of 180 packets in a day. Wow. Yeah. So this venture led to my appearance on a live TV show called Nasi Lemak Kopi O on TV9 back in 2010. Yes, yes, I've yeah. heard of that show. Yeah. 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 So uh, so it was my first appearance on a live TV back in the day. So continuing nice. to this day, uh, uh-huh. I I have been actively contributing food supplies to Pertiwi Soup Kitchen, which is a commitment very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So 
immediately after finishing my diploma, I mm-hmm. I opt to enroll in a double degree program at Help University. So concurrently during my studies, I made mm-hmm. a decision to establish an IT company called Futuristic Technologies. I believe I could manage both and divorce simultaneously. However, mm-hmm. I failed in mm-hmm. STEM and couldn't complete my degree due to shifting my focus towards making money instead. Right. Yep. So as time passed, I steadily ascended the corporate ladder within the IT industry. So mm-hmm. in 2019, I was married only mm-hmm. to face divorce in April 2021. Mm-hmm. However, I prefer not to dwell into those details here since mm-hmm. I previously discussed it last year in Sina Daily under the title, yeah. relatable title, Marriage Interrupted the Third Person. So yes. for those who are unaware and curious about this aspect of my life, mm-hmm. you're welcome to search and find the article and the live discussion via Google. Okay. Yep. So that's pretty much my journey in a nutshell. I hope mm-hmm. I haven't bored you, dear listeners, with my story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's inspiring about, I think, how you went through bullying in school. Yep. And then from bullying in school, you went to uh, college. Yep. You did your diploma. Did you think because of the bully has caused you to become a naughty boy? Yes. I yeah. I can't say no to that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then uh, did you think that um, making more money at the time has caused you to not complete your degree? Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I just want to add a little bit more before I, yes. I finish with this uh, question. Yeah. So just a bit on my point of view, like every step, every mm-hmm. challenge and every experience has shaped me into who I am today. Definitely. From a childhood marked by struggles, mm-hmm. with bullying to stepping into the IT industry and mm-hmm. navigating its complexities, each phase contributed to my growth. Mm-hmm. Political involvement, founding mm-hmm. a company, marriage that leads to a divorce, these mm-hmm. were chapters that shaped my perspective broadened my horizons and taught me invaluable lessons. So despite the ups and downs, I remain Mm -hmm. resilient, continually Mm -hmm. learning from life's twists and turns. Mm -hmm. So sharing my journey here on this podcast has been a leap outside of my comfort zone and an attempt to connect, inspire, and perhaps offer a glimpse of hope or resonance to those facing similar paths. So life journey is a tapestry woven with various threads, some vibrant, others mm-hmm. muted, but each adding richness and depth to the canvas. Yes. So my story, like many others, is a blend of triumphs, failures, mm-hmm. heartaches, and joys. I'm grateful for every experience that have sculpted the person I am today. So mm-hmm. thank you for lending me your ears and allowing me to share a fragment of my life. If anything, I hope my journey resonates, inspires, or simply offers a moment of connection for those who've tuned in. Remember, our stories, no matter how varied, hold within them the power to unite us in our shared human experiences. How do you feel now? How do you feel that you've come <laughs> to the show and, and basically put your heart out to me and and really saying all these inspiring things and you just give me goosebumps again. Um, <laughs> I mean, we know the Mu is from the social media. Yeah. Mu is who is this political enthusiast and Mu is who's uh, picture perfect. <laughs> so, so, so behind this... Is, this is this is the real Mu'is. Mu'is who is very, he is he aspires to be someone. Yes. You know, and, and who went through a lot and also have enjoyed good things in life too, I see. Yep, so this is Mu'is yeah? behind the scenes. Yes, <laughs> yes, in the voice of Mu'is. 
I'm so glad I get the exclusive to actually talk about this with you. Now, before we delve into your career, when did you start developing an interest in politics? I do know that Kairi Jamaluddin is your uncle. So how is he, is he the person you admire to become? Honestly, I uh, I I'm the type where I don't sh- uh, I don't really share with people unless they ask me. Yes, uh, we are related. Mm-hmm. He's my uncle, and of mm-hmm. course, he's one of the role models in politics for me, and he really inspires me. I I believe he in- inspires everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So when did you start developing an interest in politics? All right. So my interest in politics. Uh, spark at a young age since mm. I was 19 to be precise yeah. yeah. so it all began when most of my high school friends pursued education abroad after SPM so consequently I found myself surrounded by older peers some of whom were already engaged in the political realm so mm-hmm. during fasting months back back then, uh, we initiated donation drives among friends, mm-hmm. uh, channeling these funds into charitable activities like uh, sharing iftar, buka puasa dengan anak-anak yatim, and also supplying their daily essentials. So it's like, um, of course, after we finish high school, we usually hang out with our friends uh, late at night, and we have this same group of friends. So that's where we decided, look, Let's do something good for the community. Let's let's collect donations from each and every one and do these activities together. So yeah. engaging in these acts of kindness uh, stirred something within me. So mm-hmm. I discovered a deep uh, satisfaction in aiding those in need. So joining AMNO was my first step into the world of politics. At yeah. first, I wasn't sure. But I was drawn to the idea of making a real difference in society. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, when I started joining, I have no knowledge in politics. Because back back in the day, back when when we back in those days, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's quite difficult difficult to get political knowledge as because there's no social media media as today compared to back then. Yeah. So as I got more involved, uh, I realized how politics can change things. So it helped me understand how the government works, how policies are made, and how societies can change. So in the realm of politics, there's several misconceptions exist. So politics often gets a bad rap. Some think all politicians are corrupt and only care about power. So which makes people do not trust the system. People also believe uh, politicians keep secrets and only think about themselves, making politics seem dirty. So an idea is that another idea is that uh, politicians don't listen to regular folks. But to my point of view, not all politician, politicians are bad. The younger generation in politics clearly shows a clear desire to help their communities, which is noticeable. So politics have different views and some politicians really work hard to be open and to listen to people. So knowing Mm -hmm. these uh, misunderstandings can really help us to see politics in a more complete way with all its complexities. So I got into politics because I wanted to make a positive impact on society. It started with helping others and that passion grew into wanting to help the communities even more. So this led me to a path where I could use my passion for making bigger changes through being part of politics. So currently, I hold um, dual positions, dual positions within the AMNO party, serving as the deputy branch chief, which is called Timbalan Ketua Cawangan in Damansara Heights within the Sikambut Division. So, along with um, the role of my second uh, responsibility that I have is being the role of the information chief, which is Ketua Penerangan for the Segambut Division Parliamentary. So, notably, I'm recognized as one of the youngest individuals nationwide to assume both roles within AMNO in Malaysia. Wow. Yeah. So, 
the Damansara Heights branch, which is situated in an affluent urban area within the Segambut constituency, is where mm-hmm. I fulfill these responsibilities. My journey in the AMNU hierarchy started mm-hmm. in 2018, actually, after our party faced a tough time in the federal elections where Barisan National lost. So yes. during that point of time, I decided to run for branch leadership, AJK Bagian, to bring a new energy to AMNU in Kuala Lumpur. And for a 20, 28-year-old boy to contest for an AJK Bagian, it's, it's not a norm. So yeah. even though I was just 28, I wanted to make sure the younger voices were heard in our party. So that's where I started organizing talks with senior leaders and also joined charity events to connect with the community. Mm-hmm. So by 2022, uh, at the age of 32, yes, I was honored to become the information chief Ketua Penerangan for the Segambut Division. So it was a big role, especially yes. for someone as young as me. Yes. So I'm proud to be one of the youngest Ketua Penerangan Bayan in Malaysia. So I see as a chance to push for new ideas, strategies that can really make a real difference and of course sitting with the big boys the yes. older and senior figures up there. I strongly believe that for the for things to really change, young people needs to be involved. So I want to bring in bring in fresh ideas and also speak up for the interests of today's youth in our party. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also respect our elders and their knowledge. They they are important in keeping our party's tradition and beliefs alive. So as a party member, I'm committed to standing up for what our party believes in and making sure the voices of young people are heard. I want to help AMNO make positive changes in our society through fair and democratic ways. Do you plan to be a political candidate in the future? To be honest, that would be a dream. But yeah. let's let's be realistic. I'm currently juggling, juggling both worlds as of today, one corporate and one uh, in the politics realm, yeah. yeah. So we'll okay. see where, where it goes better. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Muiz. I'm so proud. Thank Just you, listening you so to your journey in this uh, political world, it's very, it's very difficult. It's also harsh sometimes. You yep. need to have some form of bravery to be in this sort of position. And Definitely. wow. <laughs> Well, at the age of 32. <laughs> yep, yep. Alhamdulillah. I mean, I, I should give myself a pat in the back, but that's still, it's yeah. a long journey to go and still much to learn. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> now, now, we see that the current political landscape in Malaysia is a bit questionable. Yeah. What is your view on Malaysia's current political landscape? Mm, um, from my personal point of view, uh, Malaysia's political scene has been pretty shaky with uh, lots of changes in leadership and political teams for the past years. Mm-hmm. So things like ethnic uh, differences, economic mm-hmm. growth, corruption claims, and mm-hmm. religion's rule have all influenced how politics works here. So the country saw some chaos due to politicians switching sides and different groups forming new teams to rule. So in Malaysia, um, just uh, uh, to share with our listeners that the leader is the prime minister and there's also mm-hmm. a king as the head of state. So after the last uh, general election 15 uh, last year, uh, our former rivals, which everyone, I believe everyone knows, Barisan National and Pakatan Harapan, team up mm-hmm. to run the show which is called the Unity Government, Kerajaan Perpaduan. Yeah. So... Can this team stay strong against the opposition trying to shake it up? Here's mm-hmm. why, why it might stick together. Yeah. Well, uh, they put a law in place, Akta Lompat Party, before the last election, which is to stop the politicians from switching sides. Also, uh, the new team promised to support each other when it's time to make important decisions in parliament, like making, so it will, it will make things hard for anyone uh, to change sides. The, part, the parties in this new team uh, have more to gain actually by staying together than joining the opposition. This means uh, they might not want to leave the group right now, 
because the uni unity government is uh, playing things safe and being careful about what they decide and how they talk to people. So by doing this, they're making they're making it tougher for the opposition to create issues about touchy topics like race and religion. I mean, I believe we all we all uh, aware right now the current parliament mm -hmm. session it's not as lively as before. So yes. yeah, so with all these things happening, it seems likely this new government will stay in place for a while. So you know, uh, these days people seem less interested in politics ever since the political situation became shaky back in 20, 2018 after the Sheraton move. Mm -hmm. So a lot of folks just don't seem to care much about what's happening in politics. So I'm really hoping for a time of uh, stability without any political drama until the next election. So it's important for us to judge how well the current government is doing so that every political because every political group has had a chance to lead already. So mm -hmm. we need to look at what they've done and pick the one that's better at running Malaysia come GE16. Yes, yes. Yep. Totally. And can you help me understand that when you mentioned Kerajaan Perpaduan, yep. does UMNO, Barisan National is UMNO, right? Uh, Barisan National is a coalition of a few parties, but the big ones are, of course, UMNO. MIC and MCA, DKR, mm -hmm. DAP. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's okay. a coalition. Yep. Now, you mentioned about um, there's so many uh, parties are now emerging to the surface of our political landscape. Now, why can't we just have two political parties? How does many political parties can form a government? Like, for example, in the UK, we have the liberal and the conservative. And then in America, they have the Democrats and the Republicans. Why can't we have just two in Malaysia? To answer that, uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it can happen because there's already quite a number of political parties that has been formed. So I don't think mm -hmm. it's that easy to close up the other political parties or the smaller mm -hmm. political parties that's out there. Um, mm -hmm. The reason uh, why there's so many political parties formed under this unity government is because of Tita Yang Dipertuan yeah. Agung uh, mm. seek these parties to unite together to make sure there's a political stability this time. Yeah. Yes, so that's yeah. the reason why all these political parties join under one roof to mm. be a unity government. Of course, PN and PAS and Bersatu did not join. Yeah. Uh, but the current government, the current Kerajaan Perpaduan is the one who has the uh, majority right now to run the government. So that is why. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Now, how do you take your lead to be the leader that presents a better future for the nation? And how does this experience change you? Okay. Um, you know, uh, to lead a country well, there are some important things leaders should do. Yeah. Um, they need to have a clear plan, be honest and fair, mm -hmm. work with others, and also help people to learn, take care of the environment, and plan for the long term. So uh, a good leader looks up for the people, brings everyone together, and also help the country grow in a way that's last. Mm -hmm. So teaching people about politics it's super important too. I just want to highlight on this. So especially mm -hmm. with all the challenges that we are facing after the pandemic and the economic problems. Mm -hmm. I strongly believe Malaysia should do more to teach people about politics. It's not just up to one group. Everyone, government folks and political parties, even us, should help. Relying only on certain ministries isn't enough. Seeing the Undi 18 takes place the past GE 15, they were dubbed the king makers. But when the dust had settled and the ballots counted, the 6 million new voters had made a different type of impact. On a recent study showed that a major majority of the youth surveyed have sufficient knowledge about the current development of politics in Malaysia. If you will look at the charts, you will be surprised. That's like almost 90% uh, 
did not understand how the voting system works and the different types of political parties and coalition. And we all know that social media plays a key role in educating the youth on politics. So political parties, political parties are not helping the cause either. Mm -hmm. Observers have pointed out that a lack mm. of skill is using social media has resulted in platforms having a shortage of election information necessary to educate and attract the young people. Mm. And, and as what we see during the past election, the contents on, for example, TikTok, uh, where it favors towards more to the, the youth, the content of politics, I mean, it's 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 very sad to see those type of contents. I mean, it's it's not knowledgeable. It's more on a silly contents, and they just go go with it because they like what they see. So mm -hmm. I I suggest political parties get involved mm -hmm. in teaching people about how the government works, what rights we have, and different ideas in politics. So to make sure it's fair, mm -hmm. we might need some new rules and if we get political parties on board we can teach more people faster and better so mm -hmm. i want to be part of this change working with my amno team and i'm also open to working with young leaders from all sides to make sure everyone in malaysia knows more about how our can country works politics is very very challenging today it mm. is yes yes then how how do you have the courage to be in politics? I believe it's the passion that I have towards politics and, of course, the need of helping those in need out there. There's any time in your life, do you ever fear being in politics? With people that now are more vocal to their yep. uh, leaders. Yep. Um, so... Honestly, of course, you will have those type of fears, but I have not reached up to the level where I've received any threat so far. So mm -hmm. in, uh, in terms of fear of life, I've, I, I don't have it. In mm -hmm. terms of future in politics, of course, you fear sometimes, am I enough for the people? Am, what am I doing? Is it enough? Uh, yes. Of course, you have those, those doubts. But yes, at, yes. at the end of the day, you just got to move on and do your best. Yes. Give your best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well said, well said. What are the challenges you face today and how do you cope with it? What is your defining moment in this journey? Mm, this is a very interesting question. Yes. So, guys, <laughs> let's talk about the real challenges we as men face today. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> yep, yep. He is with you. <laughs> yes, he is with you. He podcast is with you. Yeah. You can always approach Rafi this one if you want to speak up. Please do. Be man enough. Kata lelaki. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> stigma so society expects us men to be tough and not talk about their feelings so which makes it hard for guys to actually seek help when they are feeling down or stressed i mean i kind of agree with that honestly so then there's this thing about gender roles society has these fixed ideas you know about how men should act mm -hmm. it, it can be tough for guys who want to be themselves especially yeah. during this time of uh, they said this during this time where yeah. they want to express the emotions or do things outside of these old stereotypes so it's not easy and also to talk about work-life balance that is a big one sometimes we as men feel pushed to focus only on work and also struggle to balance between work with family family life and it mm -hmm. can be a lot of pressure uh, because we are the breadwinner of the family, right? So mm -hmm. it's not easy. And on health issues, some guys probably have health problems that they don't even want to talk about enough, yeah. like not going to see a doctor or specialist 
or even therapists. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they also feel pressure to always look strong physically. Like physically, you have mm-hmm. to be strong. You have to go to the gym and all that. So how do men deal with all of this? Mm-hmm. So, well, some guys like us are mm-hmm. breaking the silence and talking about their feelings. Yeah. So others probably would find strength in things like exercise, hobbies, or mindfulness to cope with stress. So playing golf, football, and games serves as my stress relief. And I do that once a week, on a weekly basis, actually. So it's, it's my stress escape, my hobbies. So it's also about redefining what it means to be a man and finding communities where guys can talk openly. Like, for example, he podcast. I am mm-hmm. so comfortable right now sharing all my personal thoughts and experiences with Rafi. Yeah. So the real game changer moments for men uh, could be when society becomes more accepting of men's mental health struggles, supports a better balance between work and personal life, and also mm-hmm. accepts a broader definition of what it means to be a man. So it's all about breaking those stereotypes and creating more supportive world for men's well-being. So that's my point of view. Mm. Wow. I think you just also speak for me in this journey. Um, <laughs> societal expectation of gender roles. Um, now that especially I am a homemaker, um, in my reflection, I'm a housewife. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm a stay-at-home parent. I mm-hmm. take care of my son while my wife goes to work. Mm-hmm. Nothing I run wrong this, with that. Yep, this business. But throughout the journey of accepting this is the person that I am today, leaving my career behind, mm-hmm. although I know it could be better than I imagine, mm-hmm. but situations have changed. It's, it was hard to find acceptance even within myself understand let alone within the society or family members or friends who think that men should be a certain way mm-hmm. a marriage should be a certain way a man should be a man a woman should be a woman I'm mm-hmm. proud to call myself a housewife <laughs> you although should. it's funny yeah, it's, although it sounds funny right uh, it I doesn't like... me bro it doesn't <laughs> Because a housewife, a wife is a wife, and a wife yep. to me is a wife who is orang rumah. Then, mm-hmm. if I call myself a house husband, it sounds like I'm a husband who does nothing and stays at home and do nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I think that is just right. Can. The typical mentality here, because if yes. you were to look at the Western countries, there's actually a lot of, as exactly. you say, house husbands, and the wife actually went to work and they take care of the house, the kids, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I think yeah. it all comes to different people's personal experience and journey in life. And you yeah. cannot uh, comment or, or tell them what to do because it's all based on their journey. And to be honest, Rafi, you should be, be proud of yourself. And Thank you. you where you are right now today, you should be proud and just keep having the mentality of I'll do better the next day. I'll do better the next day. Yeah. That's all. And as long as you're happy, it's fine. Don't matter what the other things because at the end of the day, they don't provide for your family. They mm-hmm. don't uh, uh, teach your kids how to grow up. At the end of the day, it's just between you, your wife and your kids. True. That all well, that matters. You. That's thank you for speaking up for yeah. me <laughs> and, and especially coming from you Moiz someone who has I, I feel I certainly I am proud also I honestly genuinely feel that you are far than you think you are today inshallah I, I, you know I, what I mean yes I, because there, there was one question you said you had no um, answers to that I have yep. no answers to that too. When I when I ask myself, um, how have I benefited in this path in life? Yeah. When you say, "Hey, Rafi," I cannot answer that. Yep. Because benefit can mean you know a lot of things. Correct. Can. So. Yeah, and 
you know it's 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 a you've come really far is your right intention will guide you to the right direction inshallah yeah and what is your source of strength from my personal perspective uh, you know finding strength in life can come from different places mm, for me it's like having a toolbox full of things that help me feel strong especially when things get tough so one big thing for me is my inner strength it's about digging deep inside being tough when facing challenges and not giving up easily never ever give up that's something i've learned along the way but it's not just about me um having people who support and encourage me like family or even your closest friends that would be a huge booster you always need someone to talk to so when they are there for me it feels like i can handle anything life throws at my way mm-hmm. i've i've also found strength in what i believe in whether it's my faith or the values i hold close they mm-hmm. guide me through tough decisions and give me a sense of purpose so learning from what i've been taught learn learning from what i've been through the good and the bad that's another big one it's like using those experiences to grow stronger and wiser so taking care of myself it's crucial too to doing things i love like mm-hmm. hobbies of playing golf and football because they actually recharge me and keep me going you actually sweat things out um, so and you know having something to chase after like a dream or mm-hmm. a goal that gives me a push it's like my mm-hmm. fuel to keep moving forward no matter what being able to uh, adapt when things change mm-hmm. that's a skill i've learned to rely on mm-hmm. it helps me face uncertainties with more confidence and hey sometimes asking for help is a strength too i need to highlight this knowing when you know i need support and reaching out for it that's been a game changer for me so it is okay to ask for help it is okay to open up and share don't keep it everything to yourself you cut soft everything by yourself mm-hmm. yeah so and also of course as muslims we need to be closer to god to allah to our mm-hmm. religion islam yeah. so everyone's got their own mix of what makes them strong for me uh, it's about leaning on these things when life gets tricky and they help me keep going yeah wonderful what is your most valuable lesson in life and what are the words of wisdom you hold perhaps you can share your advice on how to move your past behind and find acceptance and thrive in the pursuit of happiness uh, you know um, life taught me some important things about being happy and moving on from the past so mm-hmm. here's uh, what i've learned um, first off uh, accept things as they are mm-hmm. it's not about saying everything's okay but more about understanding what you can and cannot change so sometimes just letting go of things you can't control actually mm-hmm. frees you up mm-hmm. also focus on the present moment uh, it's mm-hmm. easy to get caught up thinking about the past or the future yeah. yes. so i found that taking a moment to just be here now helps a lot so it's mm-hmm. like a mental reset button yeah and hey uh, mistakes happen right mm-hmm. everyone makes mistakes we are not perfect but yeah. there is also a chance to learn So I try not to dwell on things I've done wrong but instead mm. use them as lessons for now. Setting goals is great but mm-hmm. they don't have to be huge. Small steps count too. It's about progress not perfection. So being thankful for what's good in life 
makes a huge difference. I make it a habit to notice and appreciate the good stuff, even the little things. <laughs> and the most important is forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big one. And yeah. it's tough, I know. It is not easy. But holding on to grudges doesn't help anyone. Letting go can be freeing both for yourself and others. Learn yeah. to forgive. Ikut sunnah Nabi. Memaafkan. Despite we are not nowhere near close to Nabi, but learn to forgive. Yes. So change is always happening. So why not roll with it? Embracing change helps me grow and do try new things. And you know what's important? Mm-hmm. Being kind to yourself. Yes. Treat yes. yourself like you would to a good friend or family members. It's yes. okay not to be perfect. It's yes. okay not to be perfect. Lastly, it's mm-hmm. about finding what gives your life meaning. Doing mm. things you love or helping others also can bring a lot of joy. So yes. remember this, dear listeners. Finding happiness isn't an overnight thing. It is a journey with ups and downs. But it's all about being patient, kind mm. to yourself, and open to growth. So that's what I found works for me. Yes, beautiful. Yes. And you definitely have been kind to me and helping me in this journey as well. And I'm also happy. Pleasure to help. <laughs> I got very excited. I was really excited that you you come on board today. Um, I was excited you are... as well. <laughs> to be honest, this is my first podcast. <laughs> so I'm honored. It's my first podcast. Thank you, Buddhist. Yeah. Wow. And before we end the conversation, Ms. Nasruddin, yeah. what are your hopes and dreams for yourself, for the country, Malaysia, and for the world? My hopes and dreams. My hopes and dreams. Uh, okay. Uh, you see, aspirations and dreams are very personal to each one of us. But here's what I hope for in life. Firstly, finding joy and feeling content in life is a big one. So it's about chasing what makes us happy, whether it's hobbies, reaching goals, or having people we love around us. So of course, then there's work and politics. Um, I, of course, I do dream of doing great things in my career, uh, making a real impact to society and to and to my own uh, personal life as well. And of course, feeling successful in what I do. So for family and relationships, of course, a big part too. Uh, so I wish for strong bonds, of course, starting families. I would love to have my own kids as well. And making sure that of we, we all want our loved ones to have a good life. Because yeah. when they're happy, we are happy. Yeah. So. Learning and growing never stop. Dear listeners, always keep learning. Exploring new things and growing personally. Even I, for myself, uh, like I mentioned earlier that I did not complete my, de- uh, my degree. So recently, I've just enrolled in an MBA program. So currently, I'm working, I'm into politics, and now I'm doing my MBA on a weekend class under business wow. management for myself. So yeah. my first class actually is starting tomorrow on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So um, wow. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is more. Is is you are more to be proud of yourself. Yeah, I should. I should honestly. <laughs> so um, in terms of uh, making a positive difference in the world is another dream whether it's through volunteering, activism, helping others in politics. So it's about leaving a good mark on the world. And it's not an easy task to do where you want people to actually remember you when you're no longer alive. So health is wealth, right? So staying healthy 
both in body and mind is something a lot of people wish for and it's not easy because yeah we we have to admit the food in our country is super super delicious but it's not healthy for us yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, it's a continuous work i think um, it is it is it is something but, that would never stop will never stop because it's just too delicious to stop actually hari raya betul so bulan kan like 30 days of hari raya uh, non stop eating enough to gain all the weight you lost <laughs> correct and like and we we yeah. being we we being malaysians is so multicultural diverse so it's not only mm-hmm. raya it's every perayaan of the other religions that we get to enjoy yes, this yeah. food. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's a bit hard to be on a diet to be honest i truly mm-hmm. respect who can actually stay healthy and be on a strict diet i can't <laughs> i mean i don't eat much but i i, I it's difficult to stay on diet it, it really <laughs> is yeah it is so mm. uh lastly um being financial stable is a common goal yeah. it's yeah. about feeling secure and being able to support ourselves and our families so that is the most priority being financially stable i mean yeah. if you have uh, you are not financially stable it, it might be quite hard in uh, yeah. to progress in life so yes. rem- remember everyone remember this everyone everyone's dreams are unique and they can change as we grow yes. and experience new things so it's all about what makes us feel fulfilled and happy in life mm-hmm. so i wish everyone all the best uh, on your pursuit to happiness thank you mr shrudin you are an inspiration to me thank you for sharing thank you for sharing your stories with me alhamdulillah um, pleasure is mine I wish you all the best in all that you do. I hope you get to become the politician you aspire to be. I hope you will be you know, um bigger than you can imagine one day, inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you, you so know. much, Rafi. Likewise to you. You've got this. We are men. I'm proud of yeah. what you're doing in this podcast. I urge all the men out there who wants to share their stories or they they feel like sharing their experiences in life please approach Rafi Rizwan you can follow him on social media and get in touch with him Thank you yeah. Thank you Muiz Thank you <laughs> My pleasure pleasure is mine Support the He podcast via a one-time donation a monthly subscription from as low as $1 a lifetime membership and purchase his exclusive collection of merchandise and for all other business inquiries at buymeacoffee.com/rafi Thank you for listening to He. The new episode is available every Thursday and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at RafiRidzwan and at He Podcast for all the updates and behind the scenes. Once again, thank you for listening to He with Rafi Ridzwan.